The Bulletin. Well, the bulletin today, I'm happy to say, is with uh, one Alex Chapman. Chappie is with us, uh, and we've got a number of things to talk about this morning. Lots and lots of uh, issues. Louis will join in as well. Of course, we'll make it uh, uh, a triangular conversation. This, uh, Chappie, good morning to you. And, um, well, we've got the, the T20s with Australia looming. My goodness me, everyone's talking about Super Rugby. Or are they? Or does cricket win this little chapter of, of uh, February, March? Morning, Smay. Uh, nice to actually have you back, mate. Um, hope McCarty keep your seat nice and warm for your, for your return. Uh, <laughs> it's actually quite <laughs> interesting gauging people's moods about the Super Rugby, isn't it? When you look at the fact that in uh, well, Rugby Union made Christchurch, they sold out a Warriors pre-season game, which wasn't even a first-choice Warriors team against the West Tigers, who everyone knows their uh, serious struggles in the last couple of years in particular. Um, and then I was talking to a couple of colleagues here at News Hub this morning who are news reporters, and they were asking, um, you know, if I was going to the cricket, how excited I am for the cricket, uh, who would be going for News Hub, and I mentioned how um, Ollie Ritchie will be with Super Rugby this weekend. Uh, and they're like, oh, for pre-season. But no, no, Super Rugby starts this weekend. And one of these two people in particular was so outraged that Super Rugby is staffing this weekend. Who and they are a passionate Hurricanes fan, and I thought that was actually just a really good litmus test, kind of, of how a lot of people, I think, are feeling about the start of of Super Rugby season. It's been extensively talked about how there's there's a lack of fan engagement, and that New Zealanders aren't as hyped up about rugby as they once were. And the fact that you look at last weekend with the Warriors, look at what's probably going to happen this weekend with the Warriors, and the fact that we've got two amazing tests as well as three wicked T20s against Australia, Super Rugby is probably going to take a, a serious back seat, maybe into third. Yeah, uh, it is actually. And uh, I, we've had, on this morning, we've had Steve Lancaster, who's, of course, the boss of Community Rugby, uh, being as positive as, as he can about the you know the developments for this year, but they've had four four rule changes as well, including uh, another little tinkering with the tackle height, sternum or belly button and sternum. Have, have you run your eyes over these new rules, Alex? I leave that to Ollie Richie. Yeah. He can if he wants the rugby reporter tag. He can he can spend all that time reading through <laughs> those papers. It's, look. Rugby needs to do something different, right? Like, and, and if that's rule changes, then great. But they need to find different ways of, of bringing fans and families and the next generation coming through. Like, for example, last week after my game of, of cricket at Cornwall, a few of us were sitting around talking. <laughs> no one was talking about no one was talking about Super Rugby. Everyone was talking about how fizz they were for the Warriors and how fizz they were for the Aussie games. And the fact that that was a week out, or less than a week out from the start of Super Rugby, which apparently rugby is still our national game, I can tell you for for fact, people at New Zealand Rugby are looking at the Warriors and going, how can we be better? How can we actually engage with our fans in a different way? And what did the Warriors do last year that we can implement this year so that we can get shout-out crowds and crowds chanting and different age groups and different um, demographics coming to our games and actually engaging with our product? Because rugby is in a serious... um, it's, it's in a troubling time, and I know that people are getting bored of hearing about that, and I totally get that, and that's why I kind of just want this season to start. Hey, Chappie, uh, actually, you know what? Let's let's just make you squirm go. for a second. If, if uh, and I want to ask you about cricket, but if um, you had to say, who, who do you think, and actually, no, I'll do this. Who do you want to win a title f- 
first? The Blues or the Warriors? Because you know you're in a, you're in, a, in an interesting spot where you you're meant to be a, a big Auckland Blues fan, but I just sense that you're um, just personally, I just sense that you're just starting to waver a little bit, and, and you're a bit of a leaguey these days. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you what, I will go to more Warriors games this year than I will go to Blues games. See, Smithy? Um, He's both, a leaguey both, these both days. Perso- both personally and for work, I think I'll end up going to both of those. Um, man, it's it's actually, like, I, I know you're kind of saying, asking that tongue-in-cheek, low because I know you and you're a bit of a psychopath, but if, if there actually was a genuine question going into a finals <laughs> week where, where both yeah. the Warriors are going to win a final and the Blues are going to win a final, right? Let's be honest. Both of those happening in the same year is very unrealistic. But if that was to both be happening, I, I would have serious um, emotional turmoil deciding which one I was to, to do more, which which is a lot for, for an Aucklander, for someone that is Auckland born and raised and where... Rugby league has always taken a back seat, both not just in this city, but nationally. But to say that, I think it's actually a credit more to the Warriors and how far they've come, as opposed to it's a detriment to rugby. Right, OK. Well, I'll tell you what I will be doing, uh, and that is watching the swimming at Paris, because we're live chances all yeah. of a sudden, Chappie. Hey. Oh, those two are just... Eric is there with his 20. Like... Who does what she's just done at 20 years old? Um, I think in a... Hey, putting a negative spin on this or a realistic spin on this, and Lisa Raymer, our Europe correspondent, actually told me off about this yesterday for being too realistic. Obviously, Erica Fairweather's main three rivals of Titmus, Ledecky and McIntosh were all absent from the World Championships because this is the first time that a World Champs and an Olympics have been held in the same year. And we can blame COVID for that, obviously. So, yeah, there's a little bit of let's be realistic here about that. But the fact that Erica is regularly swimming sub four, uh, sub four minutes, and, and that is, you know, she is in a middle conversation. She's still, you know, if she was to have swum 359.44, which is what she won gold last week at, at the World Champs, if she'd swum that at Tokyo, she would have got bronze. And that's because Titmus swam that freakish 356, which is when we saw her coach kind of thrusting against the supporters' balcony at Tokyo. Um, Titmus and Ledecky are going to be the ones to beat. There's no doubt about that. They are freakish swimmers. But Erica Fairweather is is brilliant. You look at she's also a lot shorter than them, so she, immediately she's got a little bit of a disadvantage with that. Um, and then you look at Lewis Clebert his only main rival that was missing was Marshall and Marshall should absolutely cruise to that gold medal the fact that um, Lou was still a, a second off his personal best in that he's clearly growing and developing under Mitch Nen's tutelage his new coach he's thriving in, in Auckland I caught it with him probably three or four weeks ago and he said I didn't actually realise how important me being happy was to my own success and you just had to look at that, that massive grin that he had on his face when, when he won that gold medal yesterday. There was the Pukana, there was the Israel Adesanya tribute uh, pulling of the bow and arrow. Like That guy's just loving life at the moment. And I thought uh, Erica actually subbed up really well yesterday morning when she talked to media and she said, how insane is the fact that we're going to have two Kiwis going into an Olympic Games as world champions? It's unheard of, and it is. We've never had this position before. 
is it's amazing when you lay it out like that. Like it's a slice of history. Um, so let's do another. Would you rather? Because they're two of your great man crushes. Um, Here we go. Would would you, would you rather Aaron Gate, who's just the greatest athlete New Zealand's ever had? Um, would would you rather have Aaron Gate win an Olympic gold medal or Lewis Clever win an Olympic gold medal? Okay, man crush for starters. That's towing the line of professionalism there. So I admire them as athletes, Louis. Uh And they're both great blokes. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to see Aaron Gate win a gold medal. Uh, and that's purely because of what happened in Tokyo with him falling off um, and crashing in the men's team pursuit. And I think... You know, no one deserves an Olympic medal, but if anyone ever deserved an Olympic medal, I think it were, an Olympic gold medal, I should say, it would be Aaron Gate. Um, also, I think we'll have Lewis Clebert for an, another Olympic Games. I'm not sure if we'll still have Aaron Gates in LA 2028. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Right, radio. Uh, final one, Chappie, this morning is uh, Ben Stokes and Umpire's Call. Where do you sit on Umpire's Call? Oh. <laughs> 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 Look, the cackle probably just says it all, isn't it? You can't blame umpire's call for getting absolutely reamed in a test by <laughs> in India. <laughs> Look, love Ben Stokes, love Brenda McCullum, love what England have done in test cricket. Come on, man. If you're going to like clutch at something, don't make an umpire's bloody call. Like, far out. Okay, I think that's pretty much... <laughs> <laughs> Summed it up. <laughs> so you, you're double headering this week, are you? You double headering? Uh, Warriors Super Rugby, or rugby no, no. cricket, or league cricket, or <laughs> cricket, 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 cricket. Uh, yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, I, I, I'm hoping so. I, it's not often that we get any form of international cricket in in Auckland, and the fact that we're going to get two in, in three days, may as well make the most of it. And tell you what, having gone to that Pakistan T20 where there was 20,000 on a, a random Friday night, man, the atmosphere for these two Aussie T20s, I know so many casual sports fans or people who aren't even sports fans that are going to either one or both of these games this week, and it's going to be an yeah. incredible atmosphere. I'm jealous, absolutely jealous. Good on you, Chappie. Uh, thanks very much. I apologise for Louis in advance. Or, and please don't, if you're going to sue the station, just... Just treat it more the individual than the station, okay? Uh, cheers, man. Have Look, a I, 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 I appreciate that you actually put up with him on a daily basis rather than me having to nowadays. So, daily uh, basis? This is the first time I've seen Smithy in three months. <laughs> good, on you, good on you, boys. We'll leave it at that. You sort it out privately. Right. It's uh, 10, 10.52 here on SENZ back soon.